Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. And by Three Roll Estate Craft Rum Distillery, crafting premium rum from their own Louisiana sugarcane. Three Roll is cane to glass. From Nola Pizza in the Nola Brewing Tap Room on Chapatula Street in New Orleans, we're out to lunch with Peter Rashidi, Tulane University's A.B. Freeman School of Business professor and director of the award-winning Birkenrode Reports. It's business, New Orleans style. Hi, I'm Peter Rashidi. Welcome to Out to Lunch. Most of us measure our health inversely by how infrequently we have to go see a doctor. If we never have to go to the doctor, we must be super healthy. But if our only contact with the healthcare system is when there's something wrong with us, can we really call that healthcare? Isn't it really ill healthcare? That's the perspective that has led a recent generation of practitioners in the healthcare industry to focus on what they call wellness. At its most basic, wellness is an awareness of the power of prevention. It's an attempt to shift healthcare from doctor and drug-driven repair to self-motivated care. Now, self-motivated doesn't mean you're going it alone. It means you're seeking out care from professionals who are not necessarily MDs, but who provide you with methods and techniques to stay healthy. That might include yoga, meditation, massage, nutrition advice, mental health therapy, and what's called integrative medicine, which incorporates both Western and Eastern medical philosophies. If you were going to seek out these professionals yourself, well, first you'd have to know a lot about wellness to even know who to look for, and then you'd have to drive all over town or possibly all over the state or even the country to find skilled people working in these fields, which is why a local wellness center has brought these practitioners together and put them in offices under one roof on Britannia Street in the Lower Garden District in the space that used to be the Norwegian Siemens Church. This integrative medicine clinic is called Spire, spelled S-P-Y-R-E. The co-founder of Spire is Diana Fisher. Diana, welcome out to lunch. Thank you, happy to be here. Even if you take amazingly great care of yourself, you're not going to be able to prevent yourself from ever getting sick. Unfortunately, even people in the greatest physical and mental shape can find themselves with a cancer diagnosis. But if that happens, you don't have to rely solely on drug-driven medicine to cope with and help cure your cancer. In the Auctioner Health System, there is a specialist cancer division in a building on Jefferson Highway called the Gale and Tom Benson Cancer Center. Within that cancer center, patients have the opportunity to complement their traditional healthcare with therapeutic yoga and meditation. Therapeutic yoga is not the same as the yoga you do to stay in shape. And in this case, meditation is focused on training yourself to concentrate your mental strength to aid in your cancer cure and recovery. The founder and coordinator of therapeutic yoga and meditation at the Gail and Tom Benson's Cancer Center is Tamarin Henneberry. Tamarin, welcome out to lunch. Thank you, nice to be here. Diana, as a holistic medical facility and a wellness option for New Orleans consumers, what you've pulled off with Spire is an amazing accomplishment and in a business sense, it's quite an achievement too. You bought a church and a collection of small apartments built around a pool. You've renovated the buildings to become suites of medical offices. You've created a gym and spaces for classes like Pilates and yoga. And the pool is now used for swimming laps and swim clinics. 
Purchasing and repurposing prime real estate in the Lower Garden District is not inexpensive. I'm assuming you've structured this investment in a way that will create enough revenue for you to keep the lights on. I'm wondering what that structure is. Are you just a landlord to a collection of individual practitioners, or do you have a different business model? We have a bit of a hybrid model. We are a landlord to 15 different offices. So we rent those out and we collect rent on that. But in addition to that, my sisters and I are operating a health center. So we're owners and operators. We have two different businesses, one as the tenant and another business as an operating company for a health center. So um, we're looking at different revenue streams and different creative ways of maximizing that unique space in the Lower Garden District to um, bring in different types of classes, events, um, and also just rent, renting space out. So you're not done evolving the no, business which model. we're just beginning. <laughs> just yeah, we're we're in the toddler phase of oh, okay. now where I, we want to be. Now yeah. I got a visual. That's good. There's a Tamarin, you only have to drive by the main campus at Auctioner Hospital on Jefferson Highway to get the idea that this is a massive operation that sprawls across multiple buildings on both sides of the highway. Every time I've been in the main hospital building, it's a hive of activity. There seems to be hundreds of doctors, nurses, clinicians, and technicians, and along with admitted hospital patients, there's streams of outpatients coming and going to clinic appointments. Within this major medical machine, you're in an almost zen-like oasis. At the Gale and Tom Benson Cancer Center, you're focusing on one single cancer patient walking with them through their recovery, imparting the tools of therapeutic yoga and meditation. From a business perspective, this small-scale individual focus seems like an unusual strategy for a vast enterprise like Auctioner, whose mission seems to be to provide care to a large number of people. If therapeutic yoga and meditation is a powerful tool in cancer care, can it be scaled up to be provided to thousands of people? You must be psychic. <laughs> that, <laughs> a lot of people uh, say that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, that that is um, a long-range plan, actually. Um, I mean, we just kind of started talking a little bit about it, but it was uh, prior to my taking the position. That was the intention. My personal intention was to grow it bigger and you know let this be a therapy for anyone with any kind of an immune disorder or chronic pain disorder, which includes all the back and neck and orthopedic um, disorders as well. So that that would be wonderful. That would be wonderful. But we're going to hone it now with a smaller population, um, and uh, it's been going wonderfully. Tamron, you uh, talk about humble beginnings. You started out your practice in a janitor's closet. <laughs> so <yeah. laughs> This is encouraging yeah. to others. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll back up for a moment and say um, I've been an occupational therapist in traditional occupational therapy, traditional medicine, for 30 years, and so. But I did start teaching uh, yoga to patients right after Katrina, as an OT, because I already was a yoga teacher as well, and just came up with the idea that this is really what a lot of people need right now in our city and it was just booming and so I was doing traditional therapy and putting in as much yoga that it just kind of came out of me <laughs> and the reception 
and uh, you know benefits to the patient were the thing that they talked about and so the supervisors this was actually not at um, auctioner where I am now but this was at Turo right after Katrina I'm just glad they've given you a real facility yeah. that's yeah because yeah. I was going to call some like OSHA something yeah. if you didn't yeah, put that yeah, together. Yeah, but that's they... where it started, just, just <laughs> in a janitor's closet. I found whatever I could <laughs> that was quiet. D Diana, um, you're working also, or maybe they're investors, with your sisters, right? So it's, I like the movie Hannah and her sisters, so this is Diana and her sisters, not me. <laughs> yeah. How did yeah. you convince them to all get on board? Um, it was a, a combination of our... Um, our, it's a it's an intersect of our interests. So we the three of us have different backgrounds, but our father is a is really into historic preservation. So we all have an interest in. And this was a cool building. Estate. It was kind of one of those postmodern. It was a, it is a cool building. Yeah, it was a challenge, but it's a cool building. Um, so we all have an interest in property in New Orleans and rehabbing um, historic properties that are neglected, and. I had a health journey that was separate from my sister. Well, I have one sister, Deborah, who's very healthy and intends to stay healthy, and that drives her interest in wellness. And um, she also has a business background. Another sister who is really interested in interior design and construction and materials that are healthy and design that can be healing and beautiful. So she brought that to the table. And I kind of brought a patient's perspective to the table based on my experience with cancer and what I felt like was missing, not only in New Orleans, but just in our Western model of medicine. Um, so your parents put together a team. They didn't even know that. They didn't know it, That's... and we didn't know it. And it was this simultaneous. Um, we were having lunch one day, just like this, and I kind of blurted out that I wanted to build a wellness facility in New Orleans and then my other sisters like got goosebumps and we came together in that moment <laughs> that this is something we were going to do together and it was a beautiful, um, beautiful kind thing. of the skies opened and <laughs> we we started to pursue properties in New Orleans. And Tamron, I, this is not something to be proud of at all, but Louisiana is a is a bad cancer state, right? Yes. yes. It's, yes. Uh, I don't know where it ranks, but it's... Uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty high. Mm -hmm. So um, you, you're doing the right thing at the right at yeah. the right place. Now you guys actually know each other, which makes the show a lot easier. But how how did that happen? Or what were you doing? <laughs> well, you can tell, <clears throat> Diana. Yeah, <laughs> um, I was diagnosed with breast cancer, a fairly advanced case, and after surgery and radiation, I had uh, mobility issues, so I couldn't move my arm. And my oncologist at Toro prescribed occupational therapy and thankfully I was assigned Tamron so we pursued a relationship I was her patient and um, Tamron had an ability to hold a healing space for me for physical healing and also emotional and mental as well so we did some meditation and yoga and it definitely planted a seed that I just wish more people had access to that kind of care and longer. So I, my after 10 sessions, my insurance said <laughs> that was enough. <laughs> and then I was on my own. So uh, that's kind of where my journey led. I, I just 
one had a taste for true healing in Tamron's hands. And, and Tamron, I, uh, Diana touched on something that's a big deal, is insurance. I mean, that's the whole mm -hmm. thing. It's kind of yeah. the holy grail here. If you don't have insurance, you yeah. can't really get going. Is is this insurable? Completely, yeah. I mean, I, I see. Uh, we, we are now operating five days a week. We just hired a second, um, another therapist to take the other days I'm not there. So we're going full speed ahead, and we have about a three-month wait list. Whoa. And it's all insurance-based uh, pay. And I've actually never had a denial in the 15 years um, as an occupational therapist, or, you know, that is the, that's in our scope of practice. Uh, yeah. The practice of yoga and meditation are helping people become more independent, improving their quality of life. And you know, whatever way you get them there, whatever you can <laughs> offer, and uh, and you know, it's it's pretty um, pretty popular. And the physicians, the oncologists, and primary care doctors are really behind it. I mean, they're the ones sending in the referrals, and it's not it's it's a referral for therapeutic yoga and meditation. That's on the top of it. Now, so it's great. Uh, I remember when Eastern and Western medicine really didn't gel together. I th Western doctors kind of thought it was hooey or whatever. Mm -hmm. How did you? How did it progress? Progress to where we are now? How'd you get past that? Yeah, I can speak to that. So um, the Benson Cancer Center, kind of led by um, a few amazing people. Um, I know Elizabeth LaPere, Dr. Elizabeth LaPere was really um, strong in uh, designing and opening the integrative oncology services. So within the cancer center now, we have a whole uh, floor where we have acupuncture, plant-based medicine guidance, yoga, meditation, and we have an amazing meditation teacher apart from me, who's actually also at Spire, who was there before me, Gail Thompson. So she's she's been on that for a while. So they've, you know, they just got together and forged, how do we integrate these non-traditional therapies with, you know, the great, really traditional cancer treatments available now? And um, it's working. So you don't have a battle or anything? No, okay, not at all, not at all. It's actually, uh, you know, I have great respect, <laughs> you know, for Sounds like they do on the other medicine, side, too, with And you. they do as well, yeah, it's a new day. You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Peter Raschuti. I'm talking with Tamarin Henneberry, coordinator of therapeutic yoga and meditation at the Gail and Tom Benson Cancer Center, and Diana Fisher from Spire, the integrative medicine center in the Lower Garden District in what used to be the Norwegian Siemens Church. You know, Diana, I was thinking, people talk to us on the show all the time about refurbishing or chain repurposing, and they talk about the toughest part as being the rezoning. Was that part of your... Your hurdles? That was. So our, the church that we purchased from the country of Norway, the Norwegian oh, Siemens wow. Church, uh, was zoned residential for some reason. So <laughs> apparently in the 90s it was zoned residential and the church didn't care to change that because they were able to operate how they saw fit um, as churches can. So it took about a year to have the property rezoned to be for commercial use. Um, it would not make sense for that to be a single-family residential <laughs> property. It would be a, a cool, cool house. One. Yes, yeah. I was going to say. It's we began that process before, before COVID, and then um, 
we were able to make some adaptations to our plans as COVID kind of slowed down that process even further. Um, but it was a challenge, to say the least. Hey, Tamron, you, before all this, you kind of did this on your own. Yes. I guess. Why um, you were a, let's say, here's something sophisticated. You were a big fish in a little pond. Now you're a little fish in a big pond. Is, um, <laughs> something marine kind of example. Uh-huh. Is, uh, what's, what's the difference and why did you decide to do it? Uh, I, you know, it wasn't so much of an intellectual, um, let me do this. It was really, it was just what I wanted to do, what came most naturally to me and was most interesting to me. And you pitched it, right? Oh, completely, yeah. I pitched it, the idea, and they went for it. And so, um, and it's, you know, it's been successful in that way. How'd you think that pitch was going to go, by the way? Did you? Um, I actually didn't think it was going to go, but it was, it was right after Katrina, and, you know, everything was a... It was everything was upside down, so um, I fortunately, you know, the the powers that be jumped for it and said, yeah, why not? I presented it. This would be legal. This would be right. It would be insured, and sure enough, it it was. Yeah. You know, it's a terrible thing to say, but right after Katrina, we were such a blank slate that yes. you know it was mm-hmm. a little easier to get things going. It's uh, yeah. Dana, what's uh, who are the practitioners in this uh, facility? We have amazing practitioners. We have 15 offices. Some are shared amongst people that want to work part-time. We have a combination of, I would say, about half mental health and half physical health. And among the physical health, we have an integrative physician. We have several physical therapists. We have a pelvic floor physical therapist, a rolfer, acupuncture. Um, We have an esthetician. And mental health, we have psychiatrists, psychologists, and social workers and counselors. So we really want to have a wide variety of practitioners. Um, The caliber of practitioners we weren't expecting when we opened up, but they really are world-class health providers, and we're really proud of our tenants and our group of practitioners. I guess the other part about the one roof would be that you can, uh, somebody might want to try or have access to a couple of different ones of the of these. Right, and the novel idea that I hadn't seen in my research is the collaboration. So as a patient, when I was going through my health journey, I would go around town, see different people, and they had no way of communicating with each other on my case. So I was this keeper of information and going around talking to my acupuncturist and Tamron about what was going on in my body. but. Under Spire's roof, the tenants are able to come together and work together, and they also provide um, references and referrals to each other, and it's a real collaboration, and they have the support of peers that are similar-minded, and they're all working together, but they have individual practices. Now, this this goes really to both of you, but why do these alternative medicines uh, in you know yoga for instance why do they work well i can i can speak well let's just speak directly about cancer because that's really um, where most of my work is these days the idea here or or the the matter actually is that um when the mind is able to get quiet a little bit quiet when we're not using our thinking active mind so we're we're just observing sensation which is where yoga takes you where meditation takes you 
it kind of flips into we flip into a different state of awareness and it's the awareness where we don't need vigilance and protection anymore which is what our thinking mind gives us and we need it and it's good and we love our thinking mind but it's really uh, this ability to quiet that mind and what happens is that the resources of the body are then able to be fed directly we now know into the immune system so it boosts the immune system so every time you quiet your mind a little bit your immune system is boosted it's a little bit of a tonic it's a little bit of this medicine that's already inside of us that's there that we all have and it's just the ability to be able to release that a little more effectively into the body so the immune system is boosted and therein lies the reason that the health insurance companies cover us that is the medical justification because the research has backed it and Diana because you went through breast cancer yourself I I've always heard that the the treatment uh, the chemotherapy is so rough on your body um, is this why this kind of alternative works is that its its goal yeah I think when you're facing an illness you feel vulnerable and it can you're also told by your doctors that movement is critical and exercise. Um, yoga feels to me like a safe outlet for that. And it, it does incorporate the, the movement and the body and also the mind and calming the mind. Um, both important when faced with health challenges or anyone that faces stress in their life or um, really, at Spire, we want to be, and I'm sure in Tamron's practice, that someone that's never done yoga before or has no idea if they're even able to do it, um, we, we really want people to know that they can come and try it. And all of our teachers are trained in offering modifications. So it's really not, um, our exercise and our yoga programs are not designed towards elite athletes that are looking to you know, it boosts their performance, but it really is for everyone, whether or not they've tried yoga before or not. Tamara, um, are these, the patients you have, are they currently in treatment or are they in remission? Both, both. So anyone well, with a history of cancer is eligible to, to come and can benefit. If you've had cancer, you're always at risk for um, a relapse. That's just the reality of it. And so, Anything that's going to boost your immune system that you can learn how to do for yourself is, uh, you know, is, is a treasure. Yeah. Now, you started uh, working for yourself. You had your own yoga business and such. A, um, how is that different than what you've got going on now? And do you still do the, um, the part, the little entrepreneurial part on the side? Yeah, yeah. I do teach, um, you know, yoga class for people that jump around um, and they're not necessarily coming for health reasons. Um, but I also do the therapeutic yoga privately as well um, at the yoga studio, which is Yoga Unbound um, on Ferret Street, formerly Ferret Street Yoga. And it's also where I learned a lot of my, um, a lot of what I use now from Jeffrey Roniger, who's the teacher there, my teacher, my yoga teacher, and he's, he's taught me a lot. I'm, I've learned from his teachers through him. <laughs> 
a little bit about business, I would imagine, in between all that. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> Diana, I, I know you have everything under one roof, but you have all these different specialists how does one know what they need um the important thing is just to start somewhere so we will will guide anyone who comes in to our facility to a good place to start we don't offer medical advice at the front desk um, but we can give phone numbers and then it it kind of becomes a once you you've made an appointment all of our practitioners will guide a, a patient to the next step. So we have to, you know, we do have, if someone comes for back pain, say they have an appointment with John DeMahi, who's a rolfer, he might recommend acupuncture or he might recommend an, having an appointment with a social worker or counselor. So it's really becomes, um, part of a, a network that you're guided through. Despite our best intentions, like New Year's resolutions to go to the gym, convincing ourselves that buying new running shoes will make us start running, or swearing we're gonna cut out carbs, it's hard to make and maintain health-driven lifestyle changes. What would be more effective is implementing smaller, simpler changes so that instead of thinking of efforts to stay healthy as bursts of unpleasant hardship, shoehorned into a foundationally unhealthy lifestyle, our wellness becomes a series of commonplace pleasures that integrate into our everyday lives. You might think that's easier said than done, but Diana, now that we have an integrative health facility like Spire, it's easier to achieve than it has ever been in New Orleans. And Tamarin, there's very little more daunting in the world than getting a cancer diagnosis, but having access to your practice within the course of Western medicine makes the treatment more bearable and ultimately the cure more possible. Diana and Tamarin, thank you so much for everything you're doing for the health of New Orleanians, and also thank you for taking the time to join me today on Out to Lunch. Thank you. It was an honor, thank you. My guests on Out to Lunch today have been Diana Fisher. She's the co-founder of the Integrative Medicine Center Spire, and Tamarin Henneberry, coordinator of therapeutic yoga and meditation at the Gale and Tom Benson Cancer Center. We edited this show to fit into our time slot here on WWNO. You can hear our unedited conversation and find out more about Diana's integrative health and Tamarin's therapeutic yoga and meditation by listening to the Out to Lunch podcast. You can find and subscribe to the Out to Lunch podcast on your podcast app and on our website, itsneworleans.com. If you want to know what we all look like, you can find photos from this show on itsneworleans.com and on our Out to Lunch social media. These photos were taken today by Jill LaFleur. You can find more of Jill's photos at lafleurphoto.com. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com and WWNO 89.9 FM. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. And our researcher is Maggie Mendel. I'm Peter Raschuti. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the lunch table for more business New Orleans style on Out to Lunch. Out to Lunch was recorded live over lunch at the NOLA Brewing Tap Room, 3001 Chapatula Street, open seven days a week. NOLA Brewing Tap Room has a wide variety of craft beers and authentic hand-tossed New York style city pizza by NOLA Pizza. More information is at nolabrewing.com.
Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. And by Three Roll Estate Craft Rum Distillery, crafting premium rum from their own Louisiana sugarcane. Three Roll is cane to glass. And by Basics Swim and Gym and Basics Underneath Fine Lingerie. Mitchell Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. You can hear Mitchell's music anywhere great jazz is sold or streamed and at MitchellForeman.com.